Before I launch into the AOC accusations, I want to read a short article from Do Dissidents, Chris Smalls on building a labor movement against the world's most powerful company. I think we need to keep up with Chris and what he's doing against Amazon, so I'd like to bring you sporadic updates as they come to my attention. Christian Smalls was a supervisor at Amazon's JFK Staten Island warehouse until spring of 2020 at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. When he noticed workers had been falling ill on the job with severe flu-like symptoms, he approached his local HR department to inquire about workplace protection measures against COVID-19. As he describes it, the company was unresponsive, merely giving employees the option to stay home without pay if they felt unsafe at the warehouse. Upon returning to work, Smalls noticed a visibly sick worker who, when he approached her, informed him she had gotten a COVID test. He sent her home and hours later, a meeting between supervisors and managers and learned of another positive case in the building two weeks prior. Upper management instructed Smalls not to alert the other employees for fear of causing a panic. That was Small's last day on the job at Amazon. After that, he took it upon himself to start organizing his fellow employees who held a protest on March 30th outside the warehouse. Hours later, Small's was fired. His story got national press, and he was therefore the subject of a smear campaign orchestrated at the highest levels of Amazon, including Jeff Bezos himself, as well as former Obama press secretary James Carney, now senior VP at Amazon, who tweeted the following in response to Bernie Sanders' criticism of their handling of Small's case. Senator Sanders, I'm confused. Thought you wanted us to protect our workers. Mr. Smalls purposely violated social distancing rules repeatedly and was put on paid 14-day quarantine for COVID exposure. March 30th, he returned to the site. Knowingly putting our team at risk is unacceptable. The irony, which makes this tweet especially Orwellian, is that Smalls' protest was specifically designed to achieve a safer workplace environment. To then fire him on the grounds that he repeatedly violated social distancing rules is beyond absurd. After being fired, Smalls became a full-time activist and labor organizer whose efforts continue to this day. He's appeared on numerous podcasts, television shows, and online programs, and has been interviewed by dozens of major publications about his journey thus far and the path forward. He founded the Congress of Essential Workers, who have organized several direct actions over the past year and whose campaign continues in 2021. He also hosts the Issa Small's World YouTube show and podcast. He recently joined us on our podcast to discuss his journey, the upcoming Amazon union vote in Birmingham, Alabama, and the challenges and opportunities of building a 21st century labor movement. Listen to our full conversation by clicking the player below. So I urge you all to follow this story by clicking on the link in the show notes and then listening to the podcast. And now on to the continuing saga of AOC's blatant hypocrisy and ineffectiveness. This from the Daily Caller. Flashback, Ocasio-Cortez, who believed Christine Ford, voted for Biden despite accuser Tara Reid. If you're still trying to defend her, this is the most damning accusation of all. This is by Mary Margaret Olihan, and it starts with these bullet points. Democratic New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez previously supported Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's accuser, Christine Ford. Ocasio-Cortez also said she would vote for Joe Biden despite Me Too allegations levied against him by Tara Reid. What you're voicing is so legitimate and real, Ocasio-Cortez said of Reid in April 2020. 
That's why I find this kind of silencing of all dissent to be a form of gaslighting. Democratic New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who supported Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's accuser, Christine Ford, said she would vote for Joe Biden despite Me Too allegations levied against him by Tara Reid. Ocasio-Cortez announced during a Monday night live stream that she is a survivor of sexual assault. I hadn't heard that before. She related her trauma from the alleged assault to her fears during the January 6th Capitol riot, saying, when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on each other. There's a link here if you want to follow up on this. Related, Ocasio-Cortez, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. Ocasio-Cortez did not provide more information about the alleged assault during the live stream, but said that those who argue that it is time to move on from the Capitol riot are using the same tactics of every other abuser who just tells you to move on. I'll break in here and say what bothers me about the riot is that she's not supporting it. She doesn't acknowledge that the Trump deplorables have a point when they want economic justice. And the fact is, their racist, misogynistic, bigoted xenophobia would probably be less of a problem if we had economic justice. All of those problems are exacerbated by scarcity. She keeps wanting to say that their riot was unjustifiable by any reasons, perhaps even the most important of their reasons, if it's economic justice, are worthy of being supported by her. She fails to see that we need mass protests of everybody on the lower side of the economic divide. And she now isn't on that lower side. She's on the upper side. She has good health insurance. She has a good income. She can give speeches for hundreds of thousands of dollars whenever she likes. I hate to say it, but suddenly she's on the wrong side of the class divide. So the fact that she speaks of her own survivorship of sexual assault in this case means that she deserves to be called out in the way that this writer is about to call her out. In a way, she's using her survivorship to widen further the class divide, and that plays right into the hands of the oligarchic masters. She compared these tactics to those of that man who touched you inappropriately at work, telling you to move on. The New York Democrat previously supported Kavanaugh accuser Christine Blasey Ford, calling Ford's allegations credible and accusing Kavanaugh of lying under oath to secure a Supreme Court seat. AOC's tweet said, This was almost a year ago. It is unsurprising that Kavanaugh, credibly accused of sexual assault, would lie under oath to secure a Supreme Court seat. Because sexual assault isn't a crime of passion, it's about the abuse of power. He must be impeached. AOC, you must be impeached. Ocasio-Cortez later promised to vote for Biden, though she had previously said that allegations of sexual assault levied against him by his former Senate staffer were legitimate to talk about. And as I've shown repeatedly on this show through months and months of coverage, this is a very credible rape accusation. And all of the other things that other women have come forward and said, and what we can see with our own eyes on videos, are credible. Joe Biden has abused his power systematically over many years. AOC spoke eloquently about her ordeal at the Capitol and about being a sexual assault survivor, Reid told the Daily Caller News Foundation Tuesday afternoon, yet she endorsed Joe Biden and questioned me. That shit is messed up. I experienced trauma in those halls by my former boss, Reid said, repeating her allegation that Biden assaulted her. When will AOC and the squad call out Joe Biden and hold a Senate investigation into what he did? When will the hypocrisy around rape culture in America finally end? 
Reid, who worked for Biden in 1993, accused him in March 2020 of kissing her, touching her, and penetrating her with his fingers without her consent. Biden has vigorously and repeatedly denied the allegations. Reid's accusations garnered national attention in late April and early May, but subsequent media reporting on her academic credentials and her turbulent past cast doubts on her credibility. No, it fucking didn't cast doubt. It was just them trying to cast doubt. The whole Hollywood Clinton cabal tried to cast doubt. And the mainstream media falls right in line every time. There was no fucking doubt. Skipping ahead. On April 23rd, 2020, the New York Democrat, Ocasio-Cortez, announced she would vote for Biden. Reid originally thanked Ocasio-Cortez for her initial support, but she criticized the New York Democrat's announcement that she would vote for Biden. She still had to toe the line, Reid said in a late April interview with the DCNF, where she lamented that her sexual assault accusation had become a partisan tool, saying that Republicans weaponized her and Democrats both ignored and discredited her. You're right, Tara, she had to toe the line, and she still is towing the line, as you can see by her reaction to the Force the Vote campaign. It's inexcusable, Reid told the DCNF. I'm sorry that I'm politically inconvenient, but my perpetrator was Joe Biden, and people need to deal with it. Ocasio-Cortez also told NPR in May 2020 that some reporters had raised questions about other aspects of Reid's account. That is so fucking slimy, AOC. Though she also said that there have been investigative journalists that have corroborated certain aspects of her account. That is undeniable. Although you wish you could deny it. It certainly seems as though something has happened. I'm not sure, she said, before adding, Frankly, this is a messy moment, and I think we need to acknowledge that, that it is not clear-cut. Ocasio-Cortez's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the DCNF. It's absolutely way past time for us to stop defending her. In yesterday's show, we talked about the liberals that are having a hard time abandoning Bernie and AOC. They're not leftists, they're liberals. And if you are still supporting AOC, you're supporting her for the same reason. You're on the wrong side of the class divide.